0: Everybody, Happy New Year. Let's pray for this word. Father God, we thank you for your words. We thank you for this ancient word that still is valid for us today. So come and minister to us, Holy Spirit, and teach us things that are important, Lord, for our daily walk with you. So make this word, Lord, alive, because it is promise that this word never turns unto you void. So make it alive in our midst today, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. As I was preparing for this morning, um, I felt like I had one of those little moments when somebody gives something to your child and the child doesn 't say thank you, and you have to ask the question now, what do you say now to make the situation a little bit more smooth and This is a story that we are all aware of. This is a miracle that probably we have read for so many times and I just today i 'm just going to have a very brief um, time to share with you a little bit and um, just to talk a little bit about this miracle that happens bang on on the gospel of Luke chapter 17. And I've called it the other nine because there are ten lepers or, as Andy Cordell corrects me, there are ten people that are affected by leprosy. And that's the right way of addressing them at this day and age. But Ten outcasts in the border of two cities, probably living there because they were outcasts, because they were sent away. No hope, no jobs, no families, just put there until they die, really. I've asked Andy a favor, because I don't know if you're aware, but Andy, Judy, and Joe, and Dave, used to be missionaries in Nepal. And they've worked with people being affected by leprosy. So, I, he walked in, I just asked, would it be possible for you to share a little bit, what, what does it mean, or what, what, can you describe the, the situation of...
1: This is rather under, unprepared, as you gather, um, and I didn't bring my slides. Um, people have uh, quite a lot of misconceptions about leprosy. Um, some people think that this is a disease that doesn't exist anymore. Well, it does. It very much exists. Uh, some countries with a lot of leprosy still, uh, India, Brazil, Indonesia, Nepal to a lesser extent. People think that it's a disease of the skin, and, uh, well, it does affect the skin, but it's actually primarily a disease of the nerves, and I'll explain that in a minute. Um, and people think that it's something that is highly transmissible, that, you know, you can touch someone with leprosy and pass it on to them. And that's actually not the case at all. It's really not transmitted by touching at all. But what is leprosy? Leprosy is primarily a disease of nerves. So people who are affected by leprosy, the, the bug that causes it um, gets into the nerves and, uh, in some cases, also the body's immune response um, uh, causes reactions in the nerves. And the nerves uh, go wrong, misfire. So um, you can get um, paralysis of the muscles that are affected by the nerves that aren't working. So, for example, someone with leprosy, their hand, rather than being shaped like this, might become shaped like this. Um, this is a terrible um, affliction for various ways. I mean, it means, for example, that you can't use your hand if it's your dominant hand. There's all sorts of things you can't do that you'd otherwise be able to do. Uh, it also is very, very visible... So it's hard to hide the stigma of leprosy. I mean, particularly in places like India and Nepal, where people greet each other with a greeting like this. If your hands like that, um, it's uh, very obvious straight away what's what's wrong with you. Um, not just uh, you get paralysis, but you can also get a loss of sensation from the areas which are affected by the nerves. So uh, my hand, which for a start isn't working very well, also. Um, becomes numb. And that means when I'm doing things, when I'm holding a hot cup of tea, when I'm working with a hammer, or whether I'm you know, um, even just tapping my hand on the table, I'm not aware that I'm hurting myself. And very quickly, people with uh, lepo- affected with leprosy will... Um, develop burns and cuts and trauma to the bones and the bones will fracture and, uh, and the, the short stubby hands of people with leprosy is because of the repetitive trauma that you might get just with doing something like tapping a table and they're not aware that they're hurting themselves they might walk for a few miles with a stone in their shoe um, and because their foot is numb uh, by the time they get to the, their destination they've got an ulcer in the shoe while as we might walk two or three steps and realize there's something wrong with and take our shoe off and get the stone out. So all sorts of ways that you injure yourself. And the result is that people with leprosy end up with visible deformities of all sorts of sorts in their hands, in their feet. They, get, uh, they may get blinded. There's all sorts of reasons why it affects the eye as well. Um, they may look different. They may have ulcers. They may be economically unproductive. And, and it's frightening. And it's frightening for them, but it's also frightening for their friends and neighbours. And even to this day... People with leprosy can become outcasts, and um, uh, even to this day, there are people living in caves and in forests, just being sort of fed at a distance by by uh, villagers who don't realise that what they've got is not particularly easily transmissible um, and is and is very easily cured as well. So it's a very sad disease, actually. And um, I could bore for England on this topic, which I won't, because I don't actually know how what. Marky wants me to talk about, no, but, it's, but that might be a, no, a little bit of a start.
0: No, I think that was great. Thank you so much, Andy. That's very helpful because that's really a good illustration. To um, that helps us to get the picture of what is going on um, in Luke chapter 17. We've got people who are outcasts with the same conditions. That's Andy describes. And all of a sudden there is a ray of hope that comes in. Because actually it's a very sad illness. They see Jesus coming up. And it's interesting because this passage is the only well this story is the only in the Gospel of Luke, and it's written from a perspective of a doctor. And it doesn't give a lot of detail, but what is important for Luke at this stage is that these guys came in a chorus, and in the middle of hopelessness, they recognize this ray of hope. And I don't know where this ray of hope was founded on. Perhaps it was founded on the stories that they've heard in the past of Jesus healing. And all of a sudden, they've got him come across their path. So they make the most of it. And they all yell. They all shout, Master, have pity on us. Because actually, we're truly to be pitiful. We're truly outcasts. We're truly with nothing. Even our families have deserted us. Even our families bring the food to us because they're scared. So you can imagine what is going on in all of this. And it's very interesting because... Jesus does something which he doesn't do elsewhere. Instead of telling them to be, because usually he would say, be healed or your faith has healed you and stuff, he goes and tells them to go and present themselves to the priests. So he recognizes the faith. He recognizes also the tradition that in order for somebody to be declared clean from leprosy. It was done only with the authority of the priest. So Jesus doesn't say to them, you are healed or your faith has healed you, but he says, go and present yourselves to the priest. So in one sense, Jesus' response requires an act of obedience from the, these ten guys' sides. They had to act on the basis of their shouting. They had to act on the basis of actually asking for Jesus to be pity, to show pity on them. And all of a sudden Jesus says, Well, go and present yourselves to the priests. Well, what would you do if that was the the smallest ray of hope and you have approached it and you have embraced it and you've been told to do that thing? Well, I would do it. Even if I would go and not be healed or not be cleaned and be a fool in front of the priest, I think this would be my last go. After all... It makes more sense because I've just called this guy master for no reason. And he's telling me to go to the priests. So they go. And Luke is a proper doctor here. That's the decision. This is the, 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 the result. This is the, the end bit. They went to the priests, and they were cleansed. What Jesus asked them to do, they did. What Jesus hoped what Jesus wanted them to be doing, it happened. They were clean, cleansed. So all of a sudden, because the, high, the priests have declared that they are cleansed, now they can be part of the society. They can integrate. They could be part of this life. But this is where the doctor comes again. All of them were cleansed, but only one of them was healed. And this has been the staggering thing for me as, I, as I've read over and over this m- miracle One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked, were not all of them ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? I hope this doesn't sound like one of those stories that I started off that you tell your child now it's time to say thank you. But it's a very good reminder of my life, for my life, for your life, for our life as a church. Because actually all the ten guys acted in faith and they were cleansed. But just one came back And praise God, and he was grateful. The other thing was that actually he came back and he was grateful also in the midst of the enormous problems. Because, yes, it is very easy for me to say that they can integrate back in the life of society where they belonged and the families and stuff, but they've always got that stigma. And yet this guy comes and praises God. He comes, gets on, the fi- on his feet, and praises Jesus. Two thoughts. And I'll stop here. Um, you got my email the other day, and I've really been struck about my attitude to stop and think and be grateful. And that's why I send it to you, because this is where I am. So there are two things that it's very obvious that God wanted for this lepers. Sorry, this guy is affected by leprosy in this story. The first one is that, actually, gratitude. Gratitude is more than just for the wholeness to be cleansed. is more than just for the health. Thank you, Lord, for being alive. But it's beyond that. And the second thing that has been very, very interesting is that this heart of gratitude takes you to the next level when you outburst in praise despite... Of the rotten situation that you are in. And I just want, I don't want to take that for granted really. And I just want to to bring that as a thought because I think it's very easy for us to be unthankful, it's very easy to express ingratitude. Speaking for myself here, it's very hard not to take things for granted.